When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! And welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson, and still just me, John Richardson. Matt is not very well this week. Uh, FPL aficionados would say he has a slight knock and a 75% chance of playing. Real people know he has a 0% chance of featuring. He's very ill. He's bedridden. Um, He has, however, mustered up enough strength from his pit to send you all this message. Hello and welcome to, <laughs> oh God, comedians playing fantasy Premier League from their sick bed. I'm not very well at all, um, but thankfully it's not COVID. I've had two tests and they've both been negative. Um, I'd always say that John's the negative one, so uh, <laughs> I haven't lost my sense of humour. But I'm resting up. Obviously I won this week out of John and I, so I'm the former team uh, in... It, it out, I mean, there's only two of us, but still, it's nice to, that it wasn't just a one-week flash in the pan. Um, so I've got, um, I just ache all over, man. My head and my chest as well. Like, even just, uh, it took me a minute to plug my phone charger in there. I just kept like missing. I was just so pathetic. I put my back out trying to put a sock on. Um, but anyway, anyway, I'm watching UFO documentaries. I've basically regressed to uh, what was like at 15. I'm just on the city in a tracksuit, a forest tracksuit, <laughs> watching stuff about aliens. I mean, X was really bad. It only dawned on me that it's the curse, isn't it? I mean, this is just completely out of hand. I mean, I know I've been watching UFO documentaries, so maybe I'm, my uh, antenna for the paranormal may be uh, over-beeping. But, my God, this now that I've started winning, obviously, now that I've turned the curse basically onto... I can't figure out, does that mean the curse... Yeah, the curse was on me. But now that I've started winning, obviously, the curse it, it is, uh, is angry with me. So this is the, I mean, this is, I never realised FPL involved this level of, uh, you know, paranormal activity and personal sacrifice. Certainly Stuart Pearce and Patrick Bamford never said that they went through this, but I guess it's a cover-up. Based on the documentaries I'll be watching, I'd be very surprised if um, the, the CIA, the FBI and all these other ones 
quite involved for some reason as well. It always involves local authorities in Britain, but um, yeah, I guess that's that's what we're dealing with. I mean, you, you can only say that this is concrete proof. So there we go, the CIA, the FBI, and as he says, all those sorts. Um, I'm not sure what other ones he means, other than some sort of regional Nottinghamshire police outfit, or I'm sure got better things to do than strike that man to his bed. But um, I think what's happened, he's, he's won two weeks in a row now. He's gone out celebrating. It's hit him hard. Um, the curse striking Matt Ford with some sort of cold. I don't want to be that guy. All I've had is a bit of COVID, mate. That's all I've had. I've only had COVID, but I'm here for you. Um, I have had COVID this week. My wife has had a cold, which she swears is worse than COVID. And our daughter has had chicken pox. So it hasn't been the best week for both of us. Leaving FPL aside, a disastrous week. A week for those of you who know nothing about football. All those of you just captain Mo Salah and have done nothing else have had a wonderful week. Emily Dean, I was top of the league uh, on Saturday afternoon. All I could pray for was a quiet game for Mo Salah against a Manchester United team who I know are hit and miss, but should be able to contain one player for 90 minutes. That's all I needed. I went from top to third. Ian Sterling raced past me. Josh Widdicombe now right up my backside so much that he can smell the vegan sausages I had for breakfast. And it's just cheating. Let's be honest, Mo Salah should be taken out of FPL. It would be a much more interesting game. And it would reward those of us with the skill to make decisions like I made this week, to look at Chelsea's fixtures and say, do you know what? I'm going to captain Kai Havertz this week. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to make some ground up on those Salah lovers. Kai Havertz featured in a game where his team won 7-0. He played alone up front and managed to neither assist nor score, nor finish the 90 minutes. Rafinha, back from Brazil, injured in the first half. A horrific lunge by a player who is looking at his ankle when he dives in. Not even a booking. Um, I also had Jamie Vardy this week, who got injured beforehand, but thought, well, I won't come off so that FPL players can get one of their bench players in. I'll play for about half an hour, be a bit crap, and then go off. So the curse has struck me. It struck Patrick Bamford, who made the decision I made this week not to captain Mo Salah. Somewhat controversially went for Odson Edward, um, which I think we'll all agree is a backfire. So we're going to have a break week. That's what's going to happen. We're going to um, play you some found footage. We've we've uh, had some stuff that we weren't able to put out from weeks gone by. We recorded a pilot episode for the show where we chatted to some hilarious comics, Josh Whittaker, Maisie Adam, Rob Beckett. Um, and we've got some uh, footage from that. When listening, you should remember that Man City had just won the league. Sheffield United were still in the league and Leeds United had won some games. Um, so that that's something to bear in mind. But there's some really funny stuff in here. Um, it should make you laugh. And it's it's a week for all of us to just not concentrate on what happened in the last seven days because I lost again. Hope you enjoy these clips. See you on the other side. Pep Guardiola. Did you see the video of him singing Don't Look Back in Anger on his phone? No. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a video of Pep smoking a cigar. I presume he's FaceTime Noel Gallagher. 
and he's at the city party and they're, they're all singing Delta back in anger but he clearly doesn't know the words and he's kind of just going I don't believe anybody oh no because that's wonderful <laughs> they might set the piss but he's <laughs> Clearly. Does he know the tune at least? Well, so Army's kind of there going, So Sammy can wait. He knows me today. Like, he just doesn't cry. He's not quite me. He's kind of. And then someone comes over and he goes, It's Noel Gallagher. Like he's just discovered a new artist. It does sort of uh, paint the picture of Leeds getting European football and, and getting to see uh, Marcelo Bielsa belting out some Kaiser Chiefs uh, down a down a mobile phone. What would the, what would the Forest equivalent be? What what's your big uh, Nottingham band? Uh, Paper lace, Jake Bug. <laughs> One of the guys from Squeeze was... Uh, but if Bielsa was doing it, he'd have to do it through a translator. I, I think his English is up to scratch saying the name Ruby 17 times. I reckon I reckon he's picked that up. Ruby, 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 Ruby. Come on, get up! <laughs> It'd be a nightmare if he had to translate every time he said the word. Ruby, well, that- Ruby, 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 <laughs> Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> I had a um I had a sort of tipping incident at the weekend where mm, you we tipped over. We get a Tesco shop every weekend, but this is the problem. How often do you actually go and get cash out of the cash machine? We're living in a contactless oh, society. Cashless now. society, yeah. Well, of course. There's all sorts of places now in London that actually don't take cash anyway. He was lovely, as all the Tesco delivery drivers are. They pick the happiest people. I don't know if other people have noticed supermarket deliveries. I use Tesco. They're so happy. Oh, my mum didn't like hers last week. Not Tesco, I won't say the brand, but mm. he was in a right stink when he arrived. There'd been a bit of a traffic jam and he was, he was grumpy. Okay, well, that's a shame. But this guy was so happy and I was so happy to see him. And uh, <laughs> all I had was 20 quid. I, I, right. Well, so I gave him it. Yeah, but you don't okay. do you tip every week, or was that you know like a, I used it, to, but I hadn't tipped for a while. So that tip, so it's it's it's. And not, is it the same guy? No, it's a different guy. You know what? Oh. I've been having that for a year and a half, right? Different person every time. What are the odds of that? Every maybe I'm. Oh no! <laughs> maybe I'm, am I putting them off? They're curse. They're curse. What if they've they all, all died? <laughs> they come out of your house, they trip down the stairs, they crash into the bollard at the bottom of your street, they get laid off. Oh, man. Tesco are like, what is happening? We send them round to Notting Hill Drive, and then I'm they never come back. Oh, man. I'll tell you what as well, not to give your address out on air, but your place, if I had to deliver anything to your place, I would be pissed off when I arrive. <laughs> I mean, access is a bloody night. Well, it's down a narrow drive. Then you've got to get through two gates, up some stairs. Yeah. You've got a cheat getting your shopping delivered. I would be carrying them bags up the stairs thinking, you'd better be like 92 when I get to that. I want someone, <sighs> I want to knock on the door and for it to take 10 minutes. I'm coming, Sally, Jim. You bound up in your forest shore. Hello, mate, got me drifters. <laughs> I think you can afford to go to the frigging supermarket, mate. Hold so on. So 20 quid is bang on. Newsflash, pal. Global <laughs> pandemic. I never, ever, ever, ever had food delivered, apart from takeaway food, until COVID hit. Don't forget, I had to shield for three months. I wasn't allowed outdoors, ever. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. That's when this started. What about now? You're you're well enough to go boozing around London with Brick Top Tony. You can nip down the street and get yourself some bloody Brussels sprouts, can't you? Do 
Josh Whittick and welcome to the Comedians Fantasy Premier League podcast. Hello, how are you? Very good, it's a pleasure to have you here. Josh, I would say you're the target man for FPL, a former sports journalist, a massive football fan. You must think, this is my game. What's the best period you've had in FPL? The best I ever did was, I came about three or four thousandth over a season in 2005-06. I don't want to disparage the people at the top of the game, but a lot of it is related to how much you've got going on in the rest of your life. (laughs) Can I just clarify, do you mean those that are good at it, or do you mean the suits, the kind of Graham (laughs) Kelly-type figures? (laughs) I'll always stick it to the man at the top of the game for it. Finally, I've got a platform for my view on uh, them getting rid of two legs in the League Cup. Um, But no... (laughs) Uh, I think the best I ever did was I came about three or four thousandth over a season. That's amazing. In, yeah, in, but it was a year I was working for Dora the Explorer magazine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so and I had about three hours work a day. I had a, I was sat at a computer all day. So it was very central to my life, if you know what I mean. Like, particularly because it's going well. Uh, you know, once it's going well, you become much more involved, don't you? And do you get, is it like being verified on Twitter, where if, you, if you're in the top kind of two or 3,000, is there extra functionality? Like, do you get, you know, like when gamblers are good and then they get flown they, out to Vegas? They used to, I used to get, yeah, an email. I, the managers send around, the actual Premier League managers let you know about injuries that they wouldn't let the press know about. <laughs> no way. Top five Matt Ford memories is having a little penalty shootout on a kids' play area. Two young, two young kids having a little smooch on a nearby swing. A peaceful scene. Matt Ford saving a penalty, ripping his top off, and screaming around the play area, genuinely as if he just saved a penalty in the final at Wembley. It was <laughs> so seriously. It was, I was frightened. Yeah, but the problem is you've made that sound. So small. It was a big deal. This was this was uh, this was the pinnacle of our rivalry. This was two men born six weeks apart. We were living together. You know, there, there were narratives no to this. Spectators those... by a roadside in a park in Surbiton. I mean, how much smaller can it get? It just felt really big. It was personal tension. It was like it was the black ball final. It was. Pierce against Spain. It was all those things rolled let's, into let's one. Let's move on from Fordy's personal triumphs, which frankly sickened me, uh, and, and bring it back to FBI. Yeah. Are you a risk taker? Have you got anyone in there that's a bit of a Hail Mary? No. Um, I've got Ollie Watkins on emotion because uh, he went to my school. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. So I feel like I'll forever have an attachment to him, even though he doesn't know this, because obviously he went to my school 12 years after me. But I feel hugely attached to Ollie Watkins and I'm following his career he very knows, closely. Surely. Even though I. You know everyone who's gone to your school is going. He would have. I mean, twelve years. When did you? When did you break through? He's. He was in his recent school history when he knew. He's. He's somewhere now in a dressing room think? saying, "Do you know when I watch uh, the last leg? Do you know who I really want to laugh at is Josh Widdicombe because you know, <laughs> obviously my my head says Brooker, my heart says Widdicombe. <laughs> Because you've, you've got a Jermaine Genus link, haven't you? Yeah, we were in the same class at school. What are you? You never sorted me out with tickets. Yeah, yeah, we were in the same what, form. to the wine show? <laughs> <laughs> take it, take it. To the one show. 
that's all he got me tickets for. I remember watching a, an England game in a pub. I think we played Australia in a friendly. It was oh, his man. debut. They subbed off Beckham and brought on Genus. I'm watching it in a pub in Nottingham thinking, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> the lad I used to sit behind in school has just been come on for Beckham and I'm flying for a nightclub dressed as Alan Partridge. Little did you know that just... <laughs> Just nine years later, you would save a penalty in a park against the little guy from eight out of ten cats. (laughs) So it's all even now. We're also delighted to be joined by Leeds fan, Maisie Adam. Maisie, before we come on to your fantasy team, let's just talk about Leeds. How have you dealt with this season then? Have you been uh, a philosophical Leeds fan or have you been as insufferable as some of the others? (laughs) (laughs) Um... I would say quite philosophical. Like, I, I mean, I'm 27, so for the majority of my life, Leeds have been not anywhere near the Premier League. So yeah. um, it's just been, it's been amazing to just be back. But I was going to say back where we belong, and then I was like, I'm becoming that insufferable <laughs> Leeds person. <laughs> So let's talk about your fancy Premier League team, the Trophy Wives. Yes. Uh, is, is that a hint as to the sort of characters you've picked? Uh, no, I picked it, let's be honest, um, because I was like, well, I'm going to be uh, the only woman in this league to, and I'd like to give a, a nod to that. And, and we're trophy hunting, so we're the Trophy Wives. Um, it's also that same reason why I've picked Ariola as one of my goalkeepers. <laughs> 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 it's called feminism, Chaps, look it up. <laughs> How have you found being a, a fantasy Premier League manager? I find it exhausting, to be honest. I get bullied into it every year. I don't really keep up on it. And then I just have the worst team that's ever existed by the end of the year. And then everyone takes a mickey out of me for it. So I, yeah, I don't currently, know. Uh, currently the manager of Change Name. Yeah, because I called them Blonde Bastards. Um, apparently that's not allowed. You can't right. say blonde these days, mate. No, because no, my team is entirely made up of blonde footballers. Oh, that's amazing! I just thought I, I can't I can't do the admin of the stats. Blonde, I was say your team is very means- right wing. You've got a lot of blonde people. This is incredible. There's some sort of authoritarian take on fantasy Premier Leagues. Unbelievable. So I pick a dream and I go for it. So each year I'll do blonde players or maybe bald players or some all left-footed. No, I've got got Ben Mee. That's a classic blonde, isn't he? Zinchenko. Um, I love that. I love that Ben May exists. I really enjoy hearing commentators say things like, "He's just absolutely gone through me there." <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> such a gift to the commentary. I mean, what you've done. Usually, what we do on this show is yeah. people take it very seriously, and then we suggest a lighter take. Yeah, where yeah. for a laugh we say, "Why don't you be an idiot for a week and pick an all blonde team?" <laughs> you've done that all year round. I know, but it's like a part-time job. I can't keep up. I've got a, I've got two kids. I barely have time to do my job never mind go oh i've just got to sort out a left back because the clock's ticking there's enough stress in my life i don't need much pressure so i pick a team i'm very much i'm not a tinkerer i pick my team at the start of the year and that's what's happening Josh Whittaker, we're going to analyse your team in a second. It's called Seaman or Flowers. Well, do you know why I've chosen that name, Matthew? Because um, I vividly remember when fantasy football, it started in the Telegraph. You'd know about this, Matthew, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you used to have to play it by post back then. Yeah. But I remember reading an article about it in something like 442. And it's it had this whole bit about how people could come up with their own team name. And the t- it always stuck with me that the funny name was, do women prefer semen to flowers? Which was a big debate at the time in the, England. England's goalkeeper should be David Seaman or Tim Flowers. And at the time, I was 12 or whatever, it just felt wild that that joke was like, <laughs> it just felt so, it stuck with me. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think, you know, when referees go and check it on the monitor. Yeah. It'd be really funny if they just like switched over the channel for a laugh. <laughs> they just like put Tom and Jerry on. Oh, look at that. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Why have Watch another done game. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great. You should just say, look, in the second game, let's do it in the second half so I don't get telling off at half time. When I come to the monitor, just for a laugh. What's the name where VAR is? What's that funny place? Oh, Stanhope Park or something, isn't it? Yeah. Just say, when I come over, uh, stick Tom and Jerry on. Or maybe something, maybe something, you know, racy. That's what they'd have done in the old days. Had a a really good bawdy laugh with it. Stockley Park. Stockley Park. You know what? That's the sort of thing, in a pub quiz in 50 years' time, I'm going to think that's where they crack the Enigma code. (laughs) <laughs> Alan Turing was at Stockley Park <laughs> I know it's, just, it. it's too close it's to um, 50 years time the other one. Yeah. is that what you said 50 yeah. years time yeah, I'll be 58 50 I'll years time for... you'll be 58 I'll be 8 oh, what will I be 88 88 years old mate yeah. and be let's down... be honest yeah well I mean the, the sort of recurring theme of eating chips until you vomit and mm. you know the night terrace which we discussed last week i think so i should, should stop still doing be going to pub quizzes at 88 um i think so because what you got to remember john is that is way in the future and you know as a planet we are dealing with now you know electric cars and stuff i mean imagine Imagine the pub quizzes of the future and, and what state your body and my body is going to be in. We're going to have our heads just grafted onto robots. Be great. We'll, we'll be immortal by then. Um, I'm going you to give you some. Confused. It's it's just not going to happen, is it? I'm going downhill. You're going downhill. Um, let's just let's just do. It. The only hope we've got is the whole head in a jar thing. But, you know, FPL is still one of the few things we can do just with sort of impulses. And you will still be picking or whatever else he'll be, 77-year-old Harry Kane. Rob, talk to me about uh, who you're most afraid of. Um, Ivo Graham. He's um, he's clever anyway, but he's also got a massive head, which just by yeah, his brain is actually bigger. So <laughs> I think he 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 loves stats and statistics. He's a he's a details guy. Um, so I think he'll be more across the stats than I am. Same with Josh. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you now a question. I'm definitely going to be putting to Josh. I'm going to say Rob said he doesn't really have time to pick his fantasy team because he's got two kids who. 
likes to look after. Yeah. You've got two kids. Why are you spending so much time picking your fantasy team? You've basically said you're a better dad than him, right? Yeah, and I stand by that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but he, but he loves it. He loves, I'm not very good with numbers. I'm much more of a, you know, I've, I've, I've decided what I'm doing. Let's stick with it. So you might, not, a... you might have more than two kids. Well, yeah. just never counted. <laughs> yeah. Josh, not to seed a rivalry this early. Rob Beckett, yeah. earlier in his okay. interview that he, like you, used to take a uh, much more of a, a sort of hands-on man hours manager you know in the dressing room with the players he's at coaching every day since he had his kids uh, he's taken a back step and he leaves the coaching to to the other guys you know and he's there for selection yeah, he did yeah. suggest that you being better than him at uh, fpl was as a result of you being a worse father and i just wonder if you'd like to pass comment on that i well i didn't know i was better than him so i'm delighted yeah, he's, he's he's awful um, i mean he's yeah, I think do you know what I, I'd love to de- to deny that that would make me a better that makes him a better parent than me. But I do think you've got to concentrate on the things <laughs> you're good at. And if you're good at fancy Premier League, you've got to play to your strengths, haven't you? Um, so I've concentrated on that. Is there anything you've learned from FPL that you can you can apply to parenting? You know, spotting the strengths and weaknesses of your various children and knowing when to bring them forward and when to let them. You know, this one can't eat with cutlery, yeah. so at mealtime, bang, let's put the good one in. <laughs> Yeah. Also, the moment a child shows a lack of form, <laughs> drop them. <laughs> One final question. On FPL, there are those extra boosts you can do. Bench boost, triple captain. If you could introduce... One new feature into the game to get bonus points. Um, I would go if any of your players scores an own goal, you get a zero point game week. So it's like Whoa. bar billiards. So you know, if you knock over a thing in bar billiards, you score zero. Wow! So that's mega I- jeopardy. That's more punishment than that's more stick than carrot. Yeah, well, you know, that's the world we live in now. It's a tough old world in 2021. I'm I'm in favour of that kind of added excitement. Um, Until it happens to you. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you could do that in football as well. So I think you could have like a kind of, um, if there's an own goal, your team loses instantly, would be <laughs> totally thrilling. Goal. Really yeah, humiliate because also people. Florentino Perez wants the games to be shorter. This would be a way of some of the games <laughs> being shorter, but not necessarily having to shorten that the games. That is true. That, that moment when you're in a pub and you've put a quid in, and the black ball goes down off the break and you've just wasted a quid. Imagine that, but you've driven yeah. from Newcastle to Southampton on a Tuesday night <laughs> and then one goal goes in after 37 seconds and you just trundle back to your car. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about minced beef. I, I used to make a lot of um, spaghetti bolognese specifically. <laughs> but when you're cooking minced beef, it does smell a bit odd, doesn't it? No matter no matter the quality, even if you buy lean steak mince, at some point you do go, oof. Yeah, someone once described those things as the smell coming out of the packet as, as they said the meat sweats inside the packaging. And, <laughs> you know, it was certainly a contributing factor into the sort of early days of tending towards vegetarianism. I don't want something that's been sliced up, minced, and still sweats inside its packaging. But then you sweat if you eat too much. I mean, you've seen me get the meat sweats numerous times. You're like, it Many sweats times. in the packet. It sweats in the pan. It sweats out of you when you're sat in Bodine's, uh, you know, of a, of, a, of a Wednesday lunchtime. Do you remember that well, time? That was insane. <laughs> when we used to, when you were on Stand Up for the Week and I was writing for you, I think we went to like a fire pit. For lunch, like midday. <laughs> what were we thinking? 
I know exactly what we were thinking. We were thinking somebody else is paying for this lunch. And let's be honest, these days won't last forever. You know, there'll come a point when we are recording a podcast midweek in our basements just because we want to. So, you know, I for one, I'm glad that we return to the trough so many times. I think of those meat days um, at lunchtime. That was like our Britpop. You know, whenever I see interviews of like Liam and Noel going, you know what I mean? We had it. You know what I mean? They were <laughs> yeah. our days, right? And we had it. And if you were there, you'd have had it. I feel like that, the way you talk about having meat at dinner time, is like, yeah, they were our days, man. Of course we went to Bodine's on our lunchtime. You'd there is no it. other. There is no other food stuff in the world that you could describe as burnt ends and have people want it more. If you turned up at any other, if I said to you, oh, do you want some coleslaw? Do you want the middle bit or do you want the burnt ends? Yeah. You'd be sick, but somehow with me, that's an alluring thing. Yeah, give me the charred flesh. Well, it it's, it, it conjures up, doesn't it? Uh, uh, the, the ranch, Texas, a different world where the sunset is a different color. Men and bison on on dry land, you know, rather than oh, this is sort of piss soaked corner of Soho. Um, for, for those <laughs> of you that um, don't know Bodines, it's a fantastic. Meat chain. I think it's predominantly London based, but oh. they do that kind of American. Well, just for listeners outside, you're not at of the London. Meat Management Meat Industry Awards now, mate. You don't <laughs> need. To, can I just say before I present the next award, uh, which is for best burnt end? Um, while we're talking about the, um, I once caught my William Bonson burner, and uh, I had burnt ends. <laughs> <laughs> you don't accidentally catch your willy in a Bunsen burner, let's be clear. No. <laughs> um, they, were, they were great days. They really were. How do you feel about Melia, John? Uh, well, I really, really like yeah. him in a, in a quite an unhealthy way. I like, I like his physique, which just... <laughs> It's not he can't do anything but be a goalkeeper. It's the the ratio of his limbs to his body is wrong for any other sort of maybe working in a Royal Mail sorting office. Oh I yeah, can imagine he'd be big, very good big at vibes of that, hasn't it? Shocking him in his voice. I find soothes me, and I'm glad that his first season in the Premier League has been one without fans because we've got to really enjoy the deep, deep tone echoing around the yes. stadium. Um, he, well, what's going to happen with Melier is. He will make a mistake. Yeah. People will get on his back and it will it will hurt him for a, a period of time. That seems to be just what happens with goalkeepers. <laughs> I hope he's shown enough that when it happens, we just all say, well, that's all right. These things happen yeah. or whatever that is in French. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Not long until he's got the, the sounds of a, uh, thousands of Leeds fans just going, c'est la vie. 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 <laughs> oh, I hope that happens. Oh. Now you've talked about how conflicted you are as a Leeds fan about whether to pick Leeds players. Yeah. The Sheffield United chairman, Mr. Bin Khalid Al Saud, plays FPL and never picks Sheffield United players. <laughs> I mean Yeah, well it, sh- it shows he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Well, yeah, in FPL it does, yeah. Yeah. You'd be devastated, wouldn't you, as a fan of a club? And and they've leaked the picture of his setup at home. I mean, literally, he doesn't just watch a game. He watches all games simultaneously. You would be livid as a Sheffield United fan looking at that thinking, just have one big telly and put our pissing game on it and watch that. (laughs) 
There's no question in my mind, at some point this year, he has cheered a goal that's gone in against Sheffield United because it's benefited his FBL team. No question in my mind. And as a ch- the thing is, all the players will know that he plays it. They'll, at any workplace, if someone's playing FPL, you all add each other. So, oh, yeah, go on, mate, add us in. Yeah, scrolling through. He hasn't picked any of us at all. He kn- that, to me, says he knows this team isn't good enough. I'm not picking them in pretend football. You've, I'm sending them out every week in real football, and I know they're not good enough to even spend fictional money on. He could, have been, he could basically be the club scout. He's watching so much football and playing so much Premier <laughs> League. They could do away with Sheffield United's entire scouting network. Um, <laughs> so, Mr. Bin Khalid Al Saud, if you're listening, get in touch. Uh, as many people have been getting in touch, actually. Brings us nicely on some questions we've had from listeners. Stuart in Mikelover says, My mum beats me every season and I'm getting sick of it. This has happened every year since I was 11 and I'm now into my 20s. She's not even that bothered about football. What can I do? Just enjoy having a mother who is good at FPL. I mean, that's a treat, isn't it? Being able to chat to your mum about FPL. I mean, it's the bit that really annoys me. She's not even that bothered about football. So where's she getting her intel then? I would suggest, Stuart and Michelova, you sabotage your mother, that you feed her dud information. Psych your mum out. Get inside her head. Yeah. Your mum's mugging you off. She's saying she's not that bothered. I guarantee when you go to bed at night, she's downstairs. She's watching Match of the Day through twice. She's li- she's not fast-forwarding the punditry like you are, mate. She's not there for the game footage. She's listening to what the pundits have to say. She's listening to Danny Murphy, and she's annihilating you. Well, yeah, you sound more like you've been listening to Danny Dyer. Like, you can't tell his <laughs> mum's mugging him off. Let's have it right, mum. You've been mugging me off, yeah. mugging me off in the FPL. So there we go. That's it for this week. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed some of those clips. We will be back next week. I'm sure 40 will be better. And, uh, you know, I'm fine, mate. I just plough on. It's what I do. We'll have uh, two weeks of FPL to catch up on. We will have uh, forfeits for you. This week's forfeit's still up for grabs, so do send in your suggestions. Uh, Any football stories you've got, anything that these uh, clips have prodded in your brain, uh, send those in, and, and especially, as I say, forfeit or prize suggestions for guests. Tweet us at ComediansFPL, email us at hello at cpfpl.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 